Good morning. It is seven minutes after nine o'clock. Tumult in the Middle East. I'll give you my take on this. I've got a question for you about our involvement. We'll get into that. Uh, but I want to start. I, I need to ask you a favor. If you have a septic tank, if you have a septic tank, who services your septic tank? And, uh, you know, on a scale of one to ten, are they good, fair, bad, whatever? Go to GaryNolan.com. Send me a message. There is nothing worse than a septic tank in trouble. So I need your advice. Who treats your septic tank? Who takes care of it? And do they do a good job? Just go to GaryNolan.com. Send me a message. Uh, And I would deeply appreciate it. And I'll explain all the details uh, another day. But uh, by all means, let me know. In the meantime, um, I'm only going to be on this morning for one hour. And then Dave Rowland has kindly uh, opted to come in. My bride is getting let out of the hospital. And, uh, well, I've got to get, i got to go pick her up. Otherwise, she has to walk. <laughs> she get really upset if she has to walk. So, uh, I am thrilled uh, for those of you who have been following uh, her cancer came back. They diagnosed her. Uh, they did uh, some really life-altering surgery. Uh, Ten hours or so or more on the, on the table. And uh, she's been convalescing, trying to get better. And they said, okay, you can go home. So thank you, Dave Roland, in advance. And uh, with that, we move on. The Middle East. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of observations for me, and I am, as you know, I'm Lebanese. I've got a Middle East background. My grandfather is right from the old country, and my parents, my mother, first-generation American. I'm not crazy about the way Israel was created. That said, it was created. It was 1948. Lots of countries have been created the same way, including our own. Israel exists. Deal with it. That would be my advice to the Palestinians. Um, I would also suggest that instead of fighting them, which is it's lose, it's a loser. Yeah, you'll strike some terror and you'll kill some people and it'll be awful. But in the end, you'll lose. You don't stand a chance. You don't have a snowball's chance in Hades of winning a war against Israel. Instead, what you idiots ought to be doing over there is competing with Israel. You should be trying to outsell them, uh, out-engineer them, create new products. And what's going to eventually happen if you take that tact is you'll find they're no longer your enemy. And you can work with them. And we're going to have some peace in the Middle East. But these radical Muslims and the Palestinians are just too stupid to do that. And now we have tumult again. Uh, Some people are going to say, well, if Joe Biden hadn't given them billions of dollars, blah, blah, blah. Well, we've been giving the Palestinians money for years. And as a libertarian, I've objected to it for years. But now they're in it. They're up to their necks in it. Uh, Just 
just a horrible, horrible event. I mean, it's something that the closest we've come to this is 9-11 or Pearl Harbor. But now the question remains, what's our role in all of this? My question for you is what do you want us to do? We are already moving, uh, using our Navy to, uh, to get in closer and help. Should we be helping? Should we be involved? Or should we say, this is not our national interest? 874-9390-800-529-5572. If the country says this is not our, our national interest, that doesn't mean that you can't go over to Israel and, and join their military. It doesn't mean that you can't ship them money or arms and ammunition. In a libertarian world, you could do those things. But what do you think we should do in the Middle East? What should we do for Israel? Anything at all? Limited help? Just send money? Just send arms and ammunition? What? Should our military be involved? What should we do in your mind? What, would, what do you think would feel right in your mind? 874-9390 or 800-529-5572. Uh, you can also go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message. It will pop up in studio, and I will uh, be able to read those on the air. What do you want the United States to do? Hamas? And by the way, Iran is absolutely behind this. They're positively, absolutely behind this. Um. Brian, I'll give you first shot, and then I'll go to the phones. As far as what we should do? Yeah. Nothing. Israel can take care of themselves just fine. Can Israel buy arms and ammunition from us? Sure. Yeah. No military involvement? If they're buying it rather than us giving it, I don't have an issue with that. All right. I'm just, I'm, I'm right where you are on this, so we'll, we'll just see what others I, think. You know, tend to think that uh, the Palestinians are going to lose some land over this deal. Oh, they're going to take out horrible, they, and let me tell you something else. Of the 1967 war, when they were, I thought that, and I don't remember specifically all of the things that happened, but they lost a big chunk just because <laughs> they didn't want it seemed like they didn't have enough and they had a, a big swath of land and it didn't israel say okay well then you're gonna lose this and they lost even more land yeah, the golan heights and all look was that what it was the the well the, from the heights they have uh, an easy attack uh, on israel uh, so israel didn't want to give that up but here's the thing and, and i'm going to predict what's going to happen i will tell you right now what's going to happen they're upset, they're going to war, they're going to kick ass and take names. And when they get about a third of the way into that kick ass, take names phase, other countries are going to start saying, well, you, you, you should pull back. You, you shouldn't go any further. You shouldn't do any more. And, and they'll start vilifying Israel. That's what's going to happen. I promise you that's what's going to happen. It happens every time. 
And Israel does. They they pull back. So you should just accept the missiles and bombs that come falling down. It's no, just no, part you've, of everyday life. You've gotten enough out of them. You've 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 paid them off enough. You've you've paid them back enough. Stop now. <laughs> That's Bravo Sierra. You just keep kicking ass and taking names until you've gotten everybody uh, you know involved in this six feet under. All right, let me go to the phones and uh, get uh, your take on this. Jack is on the line. Jack, good morning. What should we do with regard to this attack on Israel? I don't think we have any choice but to do whatever it takes. I was in Israel about 30 years ago. I uh, first was in Egypt, and I was along the Nile on a riverboat cruise. And the people in Egypt still live along the Nile like they lived 4,000 years ago. You go to Israel. Israel invented the microwave. You can drink the water out of the taps on the street. I mean, it's it's night and day. You know, they'll never catch up with Israel. They don't have any ambition to. But, you know, I, I had a guy who took me all around Israel and showed, us, showed me all the sites. And he had been a colonel. He had been a coast watcher as a kid. He lied to the British about his age and fought in World War II with the British against the Nazis. And then he fought. He brought in, uh, smuggled in refugees from Europe as a British coastal watcher. And then he was in this, every war since that time, the 48 war, the 67 war, the 73 war. And he got wounded in the 73 war, and he was a colonel by that time. And I said, do you think there'll ever be peace? And he says, well, he says, we have 75 million people around us that want to destroy us. They want to push us into the sea. He said, there will never be peace. And as long as anybody believes that's ever going to happen without just annihilating these people, needs to think again. So why should... I understand your your sympathies for Israel, and 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 they align with mine, I think, and Brian's, uh, and I agree with the response. Israel needs to wipe them out, and you know that somewhere along the line, in a month or so, they're gonna other countries are gonna be going, oh no, stop, 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 no, 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 keep well, pounding until you wipe them thanks out. Thanks to our president, Iran has probably got a nuclear weapon, and they're so crazy they will use it. Well, Iran was going to have a nuclear weapon no matter what, Jack. Uh, Gun control doesn't work. We didn't need to help them out. Well, that's true. This Uh, is just crazy. And so now... All right, so here's what I need need from you, Jack. I want to know why the United States needs to get involved in this conflict militarily. Because... I'll tell you why, because it, it's, they'll be at our doorstep next. I mean, this 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 is going to go. So Iran nukes uh, uh, Israel, Israel nukes Iran, the Russians get involved. I mean, it's, you know, you can see it's an Armageddon type thing all the way around. I mean, we don't have it. We can fight them here. We can fight them there. But we're going to end up fighting them someday. So this is kind of like uh, we had to go to Vietnam for the domino theory. Otherwise, it was going to come to us. Well, this is more real than that. This is more real than that. All right. All right, uh, Jack, that's where we disagree. I I don't think it's our job militarily to get involved. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. But I think, you know, the next thing that's going to happen is there's going to be troops coming out of Lebanon down to attack Israel. They're not done. I mean, anybody thinks that it's just with these Palestinians in Gaza, it's not done. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Israel should relent until they have wiped them all out. 
All right, Jack, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Jack says we should get involved militarily. We should help them. The United States should come to their aid. Uh, Otherwise, this could get out of hand. Armageddon, possibly. What do you think? Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. 923, Israel is under siege. And it's... It's really ugly. I mean, I, by the way, I, it just a, a couple of quick asides. One of them is, like the Mexican border with the United States, they have tunnels. And I, and I know that I've said this repeatedly. If they build the wall, that they will tunnel into the United States. Well, that's what they've done in Israel. That's part of how they got there. And that's where they're holding a lot of hostages. And the Israelis don't know where... The tunnels are bit of a problem. Number two, they uh, threatened the terrorists threatened to, to attack the United States if we get involved. Um, that makes me want to get involved. It makes me want to just you know stick that in your. Well, I can't say that on the air, uh, but but it makes me want to get get involved. But here's what I would recommend. I would recommend that you get your concealed carry permit, take some classes. And be armed. Because right now, the way we have our borders set up, we don't know who's coming in. We don't know where the terrorists are. Arm up. I'm telling you, arm up. Uh, Let's see. Keith, Israel is highly capable militarily. We should provide intelligence, arms, and diplomacy. Take out, uh, we should take out a military target of Iran's since uh, since what? Dave killed our citizens. Uh, let me go on here. Anson, uh, we should withdraw our troops from the entire Middle East, including support for terrorists in Syria, the ones supporting the Saudis in Yemen, and the ones in Iraq uh, destabilizing the region. That should be our response. Let's go get some phone calls, 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. Dave, good morning. How are you doing, Gary? I'm well. What should our response be? uh, Well, I kind of, I agree and disagree with you. How's that? Okay. We don't have any any business getting into yet another foreign war where our troops, our non-commissioned officers and our officers not only don't speak the language so they can't communicate to anybody, but they have no clue about the history, traditions, and all the areas. All you're going to do is kill the wrong people and get Americans killed. we got no business. We've had a bad track record in the past 40, 50 years of doing that, and it doesn't work. The biggest problem, the root cause over there is the Palestinians, which there aren't, were never a Palestinian in 1948-49, the refugees from the War of Independence of Israel were never assimilated into the Arab countries. They all kept them in refugee camps for five or ten years. They five or ten or four or five generations. They created this problem. And the other side of this coin is Israel has had this air quote occupied territory thing where if they're going to take land over, they just ought to make it Israel. And if you're against the government, you, you do bad things, prosecute them for treason. But that's my take on it. Uh, but I agree with you. We don't. We need to know what we're going to do 
why we're going to do it, what our end game is, and have forces that are capable if we're going to think about yet another silly foreign military adventure. Yeah, I, it, it scares me to think that we just keep getting involved in these things, thinking we're the world's police department. All right, Dave, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Tony, good morning. Good morning, Gary. Um, here's my take on it. So if you're Vladimir Putin and you're tired of the Americans feeding the Ukrainians, wouldn't you just call your buddy in Iran to go ahead and, and provoke the Palestinians to do yet another stupid move? And at the same time, wouldn't you kind of push the Chinese to push the Taiwan issue up front, maybe do some more flybys other islands and stuff, Philippines and whatnot? I mean, if you really want to drain the American so, uh, resources, you spread us out. It's, re it's really simple. I mean, if you spread someone out long enough, they can't defend everything at one time and still maintain security at home. That's my opinion on what's happened. Should we be there? No. No. Israel is one of the largest arms producers in the world. I don't even think we need to give them arms. If they need some, I guess we could sell it to them like you and Brian. I'm for that. Same thing with Taiwan. If you want us to protect you, if you want us to come to war, you better put something on the table first. We want some money. Um, well, there are allies. You know what? The whole ally thing of 1945 and on has been a little bit overplayed, and it's kind of cost the American taxpayers far more than we bargained for. So am I a non-interventionist? Yes, I'm a non-interventionist. I think we should have spent far too much money in Europe and Asia. We don't need to go spending All right. a ton more in the Middle East. <clears throat> All right, I think we're on the same track. Tony, thank you. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Roger on Israel, good morning. Good morning, Gary. The first thing we need to do as tax-paying American citizens is vote out all the Democrats that have been appeasing these butchers for years and years. It's all resting, I believe, on Biden and his administration and goes even back to Obama. Yeah, but what should we do militarily? Anything? Nothing? We should give... Israel, anything that they want, whatever give, they ask for, whatever they need, let's give it to them. Where are we and, getting the money for that? We're going to stop funding Ukraine. We're going to cut out all these pork barrel crap things that the Democrats are trying to put into this budget that they're working on. I see. And you think that'll be enough to offset it, huh? It'll certainly help. What if, I don't want, what if I don't want to send my money to Israel? Well, I think it's up to a vote of the people. We're a democratic republic. Well, that, uh, that, the democratic part of that is how we elect our officials. We are a republic right. with rules. And what does the Constitution say about us having a military? Well, it should be to protect us, to protect the United States. And this, I think, goes a long way in protecting the United States. From, from how, do, how does it uh, protect well, us? For one thing, we don't know how many of these radical uh, Islamists have come into this country over the southern border. We don't know how many sleeper cells there are in this country. And by cutting off the snake in its head over there, we could possibly stop it coming here. Uh, well, I don't disagree that we could have terrorists. And in fact, I'm pretty sure we probably do. Uh, which is why I suggested that we arm up, get your permit. Uh, but I'm not sure that more of the same is a cure for what's happening now. 
I'll explain next on the Gary Nolan Show. Roger, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. This is the Gary Nolan Show. Israel under attack. What should we do? And I asked if we should get involved militarily, and several people have said yes. Uh, A lot of people don't know our history. The history of our involvement in, in other countries. And I'm telling you, every time, every time, it ended up eventually biting us in the butt. Here's an example. Bob says the DMZ, supported by international forces, has successfully kept peace between North and South Korea for over 70 years. Well, you don't know the history. You don't know how North Korea got created. It was the turn of the last century when Roosevelt, Teddy, encouraged the Japanese to expand like the French and the British had done and like we were doing. And then as World War II erupted and finally uh, Japan gets beaten, that's when uh, Russia gets involved and helps set up North Korea. We actually created it. We were responsible for it. Um, so no, no, I, I don't. I don't think that's the model we want because we're, you know, everybody was talking about an exit strategy uh, between Iran and Iraq. We don't even have an exit strategy for North and South Korea. We've been at it since the 1950s. Uh, let's see, Brian, this, uh, this is Biden's fault, Brian says. Trump had this resolved when he was president. He had Middle East uh, recognized Jerusalem. Biden screwed it all up when he went back on what Trump had done. Not a huge Trump guy, but he had the problem worked out. I actually think part of the motivation in this attack was uh, all of these countries kind of working out deals with Israel. These people, these radical Islamists, need to be destroyed. Israel needs to pound them into the dust. Uh, I don't... One friend of mine, and in fact one caller this morning, said Israel you know, might end up using a nuclear weapon against Iran. Um, It could happen. It could happen. But I have a deep and abiding suspicion that Israel will prevail. They will not win this. It's stupid. I mean, literally, it's absolute stupidity. This this vitriol and hate for a country, for what? Because they practice a different religion? Because they're a Jewish state? The hell's the matter with those people? Bottom line, it's not our war. We shouldn't be involved. We shouldn't be taking money we don't have to support them. People can volunteer if they choose. They can even send their own money if they choose. And I'm good with that. And Israel should not stop until somebody cries uncle. That's how this should unfold. Uh, Bob says uh, the per capita national debt in Israel is less than half that of the United States. Accordingly, Israel should be giving us foreign aid rather than the other way around. Well, they've got their hands full. And 
the, I'm, I'm serious about carrying a gun. But you know what? There's an interesting story about guns and Israel. And I'm going to I'm going to uh, share this with you. We um, we don't we don't know just how much gun control they have over there. Is in order to get a, a gun in Israel, you have to go through a detailed list of criteria. Uh, the stories at the Times of Israel to own a firearm, they have to ask the state for a license. Permitted only one gun at a time. Must ask for permission to sell their gun. And the firearms licensing department is not a rubber stamp. Roughly 40% of requests are rejected. Indeed, before even requesting a license, Israelis must meet minimum age requirement, be in good health, of sound mind, have no criminal record, among other preconditions. But wait, there's more. Once they're granted the right to carry a gun, Israelis are limited to just 50 bullets in their possession at any given time. They must shoot or return old bullets before they can buy new ones, a process that can only take place at tightly regulated shooting ranges where each bullet's sale is registered. The types of guns permitted also depend on the reason for the license. A veterinarian may only purchase a gun approved by the government for the killing of animals. A hunter's license only permits the purchase of firearm from an approved firearm list kept by the park's authority and so forth. Now, when these radical Islamists broke into these people's homes, they weren't armed. They didn't have the right, the constitutional right, to own a gun. Fortunately, we have that here. Much as the left hate it, we have it. You know, the, uh, one of the reasons, allegedly, that, that uh, kept Germany at bay was that there was somebody behind a tree with a gun everywhere in the country. They, they, were, they were concerned that it wouldn't go well. One of the reasons why the Founding Fathers gave us carte blanche to own any weapon. And in Israel, most of those people were not armed. Just looking at the hoops they have to jump through to get a firearm. You would think they would have had enough sense to, to grant people the right to own a gun. But they made it very, very difficult. A lot of people don't realize just how difficult it is to get a gun in Israel. But it would have been nice, wouldn't it, if they had been armed? If they could have had those weapons of war? Would have changed a lot. 874-9390-800-529-5572. Uh, Apparently, this, they've been working on this for years to fool Israel. 
They literally wanted to lull them to a sense of peace. A source close to Hamas, uh, apparently Reuters reached out to them. Uh, they conducted a years-long campaign to fool Israel into thinking the group didn't want armed conflict and could somehow be placated with economic incentives. But apparently giving people money just results, uh, results in them being able to go out and buy more arms. The bad guys got them. The good guys should have them too. And right now, if we get involved in this, they have threatened the United States if we get involved in this. So I'm serious. Arm up. Go take a class. Learn how to protect yourself. Because we don't know who's coming across the border. We've, we've fixed, you know, I've told you there's a way to fix the border. That's to end the welfare state and the war on drugs. And quit putting limits on the numbers of people from other countries that can come here. That means they would come through the front door. They would, they would come right up to the border patrol and say, hi, I'm here, I'm coming in. And you would know that anybody that was evil, that had evil intent, wouldn't come through the front door. They would be the ones coming across the, the Rio Grande and slipping in the country trying to get in um, illegally. But there'd be a lot fewer of them and you'd know how to find them. They'd, they, would, they would be the only ones out there doing that. We have so screwed up everything. This government knows best mentality is destroying the republic right in front of us. Financially, medically, militarily, any way you can think of. Uh, Dave Rowland is going to be filling in for me. He will be on board at 10 o'clock while I go to the hospital and pick up my wife and bring her home. Many thanks in advance for Dave. Quick break. We'll be back. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. It is 10 minutes to 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. We've been talking about the Middle East. I guess everybody is. Uh, I probably have a different take than uh, most people on the radio. I am not uh, anti-Israeli. I actually think they're a terrific country. I just don't think it's uh, a place for us to get involved in militarily. Very quickly, I opened the program talking about uh, a septic tank problem and who services your septic tank. Uh, do me a favor and go to GaryNolan.com. Send me a message. Tell me who, who services your septic tank and do they do a good job i've already gotten a couple of messages um but let me know who who services yours and, and whether they do a good job also uh in the next hour i am going to be uh, headed to the hospital to get gwen bring her back um we got her a special bed we got uh, the house kind of all set up for her and uh, she will uh, she'll be back home Filling in for me for uh, the rest of the show is Dave Rowland. He has uh, wandered into the studio. You spend as much time behind the microphone. You maybe ought to give up law. Just, you know, do this for a living. <laughs> well, you know, Gary, the, the thing is, is I, I try only to speak when I really have something to say. And I don't know that I could come up with something to say every day. Like that's you've got the talent there that that I just don't know that I have. I don't know. You've done a pretty good job. <laughs> I've had well, you I appreciate on. That. Yeah, really, uh, and I am deeply appreciative. Uh, one of the things I talked about was our Second Amendment, uh, but I want to talk about our First Amendment because apparently, up in Canada, 
The Canadian Broadcasting Company uh, has been told not to mention that Gaza has been occupied since 2005, not to refer to Palestinian terrorists as terrorists. <laughs> and if they do, the employees should be fired. Yeah, this, oh. this is part of the difficulty when you have a government-run media. Like, I mean, the same issue has been uh, kind of presenting itself with the BBC over in the UK for the last couple of days. Um, their their coverage of the situation in Israel has been stilted. I mean, they they have really been leaning away from the idea of calling the Hamas terrorists what they are. They've been trying to both sides the issue. And I just don't know how you both sides an issue when you've got um, a, a massive attack that intentionally targets civilians. Like, there's no both sides about that. I don't care what wrongs Israel may or may not have committed um, against the Palestinians. It cannot justify uh, the mass slaughter of civilians the kidnapping of women and children to be used as human shields or or collateral. Um, I think we have to be willing to call out that evil, regardless of whether you think that Israel was in the right in terms of how they have handled Palestinians more generally. Yeah, I uh, I'm uh, I'm of the uh, the mindset that what the Palestinians should have done was compete. They should have created new products. Uh, they should have uh, developed uh, new business uh, models. They should have embraced modernity. Uh, they should have done, you know, all the things that every country has to do for their people to survive. And they could have competed with Israel instead of fighting them militarily. And somewhere down the road, there would have been, you know, the animosity would have disappeared. They would have depended on each other, but instead they chose the, the military route and the, the terrorist route, and they're going to lose. It's yeah. stupid. Yeah, so Frank Luntz, the, um, the American pollster, he's very, very prominent in terms of, of polling public opinion in the United States. Yeah, I'm familiar with but, that. But he also has taught in Israel and Palestine uh, over the last several years. And he wrote something this last weekend where he talked about how roughly $10 billion has been invested in Gaza over the last several years. And he was just livid because so much of that money should have been going to building infrastructure and education and things that would better the lives of the people there, make it more um, more capable of the kind of competition that you were talking about. And instead, they appear to have invested a huge amount of that money in tunnels and weapons, um, basically planning for what will ultimately be a futile military action against Israel. I mean, it, it's the kind of battle they cannot win. They cannot win, and so they're basically setting up their own people for for failure and further uh, for further challenges. And and it's just it's unconscionable, I think. And it, what's going to happen? And I predicted this. And I'm uh, Brian. You've got to save this segment because I'm telling you this is what's going to happen. Israel is going to drop the hammer, and in no time flat, the rest of the world is going to be telling Israel, "No, you're you're overdoing it." Back off. Stop. Whoa. Hold hold your horses. And it is not what should happen. They should continue to pursue them to the ends of the earth. 
Uh, if they if they ever want, yeah, somebody somewhere along the line is going to have to say, "Uncle, we're stopping. We're done. We've we've lost too many lives." Uh, and, and the idea that uh, and, and it's, it's going to happen. They're going to tell them, "Stop. You're overdoing it. That's too much." Well, and some people are already saying that. I mean, uh, Russia came out with a statement almost immediately after the after the attacks happened, saying. Oh well, you know we we should have a ceasefire. Israel shouldn't retaliate in any way, and and there are uh, plenty of other uh, voices, including some prominent leftists here in the United States, saying you know well really Israel's to blame for this, so they should not retaliate at all, um, and and I, they just they they do not understand um, they do not understand apparently. Um, that that's just impossible. Like when you have an organ, an orchestrated campaign to kill and kidnap innocent civilians, I don't know of any country in the world that that would be content to simply say, "Oh yeah, well no, we're just going to let that slide. We're we're just uh, we'll 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 give them a pass on this one." Um, that's just insane to me. There has to be some kind of response. I think the question is whether Israel will lower themselves to the kinds of actions um, that Hamas has engaged in. Um, I, I thought it was really interesting in many of the retaliatory strikes that Israel's been performing for the last couple of days. They actually provide a warning shot first. So they call it like a door knock attack. Where basically, if they're going to hit a building, they start with um, a, a, a weapon that does not actually do damage, but basically makes a very loud noise. Um, it lets everyone in the building know that, that the actual attack is incoming. And it basically gives the people in the building about five minutes warning to know you need to get out of this building because it's about to come down. Um, I think that that is a remarkably humane way of, of going about this. Now, I don't know necessarily that, that this is the best way of responding to these attacks, but it certainly is a much more reasonable approach than just, you know, flattening the infrastructure in Gaza without regard to civilian casualties at all. So right. uh, I find that interesting. Uh, yeah, they, they, I don't know, they just, they need to pursue the bad guys to the ends of the earth. I got to run because I got to head down to the hospital and get, and get my bride. Uh, what are you going to talk about in the next segment? I'm going to pick up right where you left off. We're going to talk more about the Israel situation, um, the extent to which, if any, the U.S. needs to uh, provide assistance to Israel, but also the broader implications as far as the war in Ukraine and perhaps uh, other regions of the world. Dave Rowland sitting in for me in the next two hours. Thank you, Dave. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. And Gwen, baby, honey, I'm coming to get you. This is The Gary Nolan Show.